Yes, Mark, we've got to address this. We had to crowbar stiff arm Mark into making the phone call to one Tony Kemp to talk about the Warriors getting dumped and thumped by Penrith 36-4. Our Tony Kemp, part of our Warriors commentary team, former coach of the club, of course. Let's turn this whole thing around and surprise you like England has at the FIFA World Cup, Tony. First question, <laughs> you score out of 10. We're going straight mm. to it. It's coming home. It's coming <laughs> home. It's not coming home. Flush that down the loop. They get a two. Oh, horribly. That's the best one. That's the best one we've had. Well, I appreciate the art that you've put into that. Um, And and the football being great, though. Jeez, I'll tell you Mm. what. um, I was over in uh, the UK when England played in, I think it was was 96 or 98, they played the European Cup. And the place, you know, they, they got bailed out. That's when Gaza Gazgoin was playing, of course, and they got bailed out. But the, back then, I got a look at what passion they had for uh, football. And I could just imagine, I've been watching all the feeds on Facebook at some of these pubs and squares in Russia. And, mate, if they do win it, uh, lock everyone up, mate, and head to England. It'll be so much fun. Hey, do you think now, for, for the maybe the first time this season – all of that unbridled optimism for the Warriors could now turn to pessimism based on that. Oh, look, I, I, it was really disappointing. I, I've got to say that, you know, I thought they would have done that game in a canter, um, even knowing that the, the Penrith juniors were, were very strong and the guys that they're putting in, a number of them junior Kiwis, um, had some skill, you know, Fisher Harris playing for New Zealand. So, But I thought the Warriors... Um, knew how important it was to start winning and start winning consistently at the back of the back of the year because no one no one really cares about the front end of the season it's how you finish and how you roll into the finals and um you know i, I don't want to be a, a pessimist you know I, I think they deserve to be in the finals and 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 if they don't you know so if i put the train back on the track so to speak this weekend uh, it's going to be mighty difficult up there in brisbane um then then people will start to worry a little bit but for me you know what I mean? Like I said, flush it down the loo, get on with it, and um, head up to head oh, up to the the next game, looking to get the two points because they need it. T- Tony, yeah, I mean they should. I mean, really, they should make the eight. I guess what I'm asking is whether now people might cash in their chips on them actually being a contender to win it. Oh yeah, look, I, I, on that performance, I I think they're a, a distant um, chance of winning it based on the fact that they can't uh, consistently put. You know, games together. If they lose, they lose quite severely. You know, and that's that's why they find themselves in the place they are, with they're for and against. I thought it, at most they'd end up seventh, but you know the way that Brisbane got the points on the weekend, and and you know, got to remember that the last, I think it's the last top five, top eight sides I've played. Uh, five of the last top eight sides I've played, they've lost. You know, so they 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 are going to roll into the finals if they if they um, don't look out with some 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 average form and. And I know every other coach in the top eight would be just hoping that their team's going to find some form before they get into the eight because there'll be a chance of winning it. Tony Kemp uh, here with us. Kempe, speak nerdy to me. Tell me what's going on uh, over on that, that right-hand side of the defence there because I did that thing where I go back and I rewind and I have a look and I can see Peter Hook who's not quite getting a, a heavy shoulder on guys, but I'm wondering about the spacing of what's going on inside him and outside him. What, what are you seeing there? Or was that just one of those games where he just looked massively off the boil defensively? If you, if you scroll, if you scroll our interviews, you'll you'll um, you listen to me talking about Tor Harris and the importance that he's out on that right edge next to Johnson and Hiku, um, and just how he, he, he solidifies the defensive line. Uh, and, and Peter all year has been showing some really average 
defensive decisions, but being tidied up on the inside by Tohu, um, you know, a lot of the time. So, right. you know, having having Tohu Harris out of there, that's your first problem. Um, but the second the second major problem that they got, and this isn't just Peter Hickey, they missed sixty five tackles on the weekend. Mm. And a lot of the a lot of the uh, the shoulder contact was just non existent, and that's really comes down to attitude and getting your body in the right place. And with the way the Penrith are carrying the football, uh, they for eighty minutes they were challenging every every player on the football field. When the young young halfback went through for that second that try right on full time, he ran through the middle of the park. And yeah. I, like he did, he didn't he didn't jink and slide his way through it. He ran through it with a swerve, and that's got to be really concerning. You know what I mean? He, he went past four people 10 metres out from your trial line. Now, they should have had some type of formation, uh, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Stephen will point that out to the boys that, you know, when you when you get a halfback running like that, the thing, the thing with it, the guy was a rookie, when you come up against the Cooper Cronks and, and the likes, you know what I mean, at, 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 the, at the finals, they'll have a field day with you if you're not tight, tight in that middle of the area. So um, he's got to be tight in the middle before you can um, fix up your edges. You know, they went, when they go into the edges, it means they're rolling through the middle too easy and your halves are getting on their front foot and, and making, you, making you make some poor decisions. And unfortunately for Peter, Peter he, got, um, he got pulled out. Yeah, you don't often see a, a, a centre being dragged for a poor performance yeah. with 15 to play. So Steve Kearney names his team to play Brisbane this weekend. Tony, does he drop Peter Hicku and or other players after that performance on Friday? Oh, look, I don't think, he'll, I don't think he will. Um, you know, you've got Anthony Galling there or Gerard Bell, but, you know, he's... He, it's a real hard one, you know, because from, from his perspective, you start dropping players at this stage of the year. Um, you know, they could be, come under a, a mentality of siege mentality, you know what I mean? That their positions are up for grabs and, you know, one, one bad, one bad uh, decision puts me in a, in, a, in, a, in a mind frame which makes me not want to try things or do things because I'm worried more about my spot. So, you know, the coaching staff would definitely be talking about the, the I, I guess, the attitude that a player would take if they... Look at, you know, if you've got to remember, he just came back from Denver two weeks ago after playing for New Zealand and found himself in reserve grade two weeks later. Um, it would be a, a real kick in the ass. So it's a, it's a, it's a heavy decision that will weigh on his mind before Tuesday at five o'clock when he names his team. And it's not really dropping Peter Hicku, it's how the other players react. Um, and I see that as a problem. You know, like I said, you, you want to be playing these last eight weeks, finding some form going into the, into the finals. And, 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 and you know, thank God. Thank God we might have a, a race on for eighth position with Canberra getting home against Briz, um, the Bulldogs the other night. You know, the, there's six points still between eight and nine. Um, but you know, like like I said, you you just if you don't have some consistency and you get a bit of a streak like Canberra done two years ago, mate, you, you, you're going to be fighting it out for eighth or ninth. Oh, that's a perfect lead-in from Tony Kent mm. because as it so happens. Mark's team would be the Warriors. They've yes. dropped below the Roosters, the Sharks, and the Broncos. The Warriors are eighth. They have a three-game lead on the Raiders, who would happen to be the Nate Dogs team. I know. I, th- I think we might have left the gate open last week when oh. we dropped that game. Oh, I don't know about that. About the Warriors there? to go and play Brisbane, oh. then a home game against the Storm. They then play the Titans away and the Dragons away. That's an ugly month, and the Raiders could close the gap. You know what this means, Mark? Oh! 